hope, the second principle of recovery. Are you familiar with hopelessness, that feeling of absolute abandonment, the feeling of having been abandoned by somebody you love, by your family, by your children or friends, by your dreams, even by God? It's called spiritual death. I've been there myself, on a way out. So can you. Do you struggle with codependency, some kind of chemical addiction? Do you just want less drama in your life? I think this series is for you. Hello, God bless, and welcome. I'm Kevin Haggerty, and you're listening to The God Logic Project. This is the second in a 12-part series on the principles of recovery, the second principle being the principle of hope. What is hope? Where can we find hope? And where do we place that hope once we have it? Please consider yourself or anyone you love while listening to this message. Please receive this and all God Logic Project messages in the spirit of love and service that they're offered. I know this series forces us to look into some dark places. Please understand that this is merely my opinion on the principle of hope and not by any means a definitive expose on principles or hope for that matter. I am but a humble messenger. Just to introduce myself to you guys, my name is Kevin and I'm an alcoholic. That does not mean that these principles we're going to unpack in the next 12-part series only apply to chemical addiction. In fact, in my 30 years of experience in the recovery process, as well as years of sponsoring and mentoring folks through the recovery process, I've come to understand these principles can be applied to any debilitating obsession we struggle with. It leads us into repeated patterns of brokenness. So that does not necessarily mean the next drink or drug. For you, it could very well mean the next dysfunctional relationship, the next bout with binge eating, the next bout with needing the approval of others, or in essence, being addicted to the approval of others. It seems these all amount to a kind of idolatry, putting something or someone above our relationship with our Creator, deriving our self-worth from those relationships. You see, I truly believe we are designed to be in relationship with God, our Genesis 2 relationship. When we remove God from our hearts, we leave a God-shaped hole. Try to fill that hole with alcohol, drugs, sex, status, money, food, social media, even our spouses and our children. Nothing fits. In my experience, nothing ever is going to fit. It's been God we've been lacking the whole time. Stemming from low self-esteem, these types of social addictions can be every bit as hard to break as a chemical addiction. In Paul's letter to the church at Galatia, he tells us, Whoever sows to please the flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. But whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. It's Galatians 6.8, by the way. It's been my experience that's true. The principle of hope derived from the second step of the 12-step recovery process teaches us we must come to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. That that's the source of hope. This is critical if we want to live a reasonably happy life. It is what keeps us going. Hope is, perhaps, simply the audacity to dream again. I want that for you. I believe God wants that for you. More on that in a minute. First, I don't think we can talk about hope without first talking about hopelessness. Scripture mentions death quite often, but it's usually speaking of a spiritual death, 
fact, spiritual death in the context that it's worse than a physical death. Folks who are deeper into the recovery process, with the benefit of hindsight, can probably relate to the concept of spiritual death and how it is or can be worse than physical death. It's certainly scarier. It is our fear of change and our willingness to settle for less than God's best for us that keeps us in dangerous or dysfunctional relationships, it keeps us isolated from the ones we love, or drives us to stick that needle into our vein just one more time. It's insane, but we repeat the same behaviors over and over, expecting a different result. And things only get worse. It is the fear of spiritual death that sometimes has us longing for our physical death. I know that's hard to hear. Believe me, it's hard to say. I know it's a hard place to come back from. Let's talk. take another look at that second step, which reads, We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. That has two glaring implications to it. One, there is a power greater than ourselves. And two, that we're insane in the first place. Here we see why honesty is the first principle. It takes a genuine inner honesty to admit that there is a power greater than us and that we're insane. If you've done that and you've done it unconditionally, you've begun the process into the amazing journey of recovery. You should feel good about that. And if you haven't, Go back and listen to part one of this series on honesty. It's the first principle for a reason. Well, I struggled last Friday morning to put together bullet points on the principle of hope. That afternoon I attended a funeral for a friend of mine who passed away in her 30s from a chronic medical condition. The theme of her service was hope. Ironic. Ironic if you consider her backstory not if you consider her victory over the addictions and the associated traumas in her young life. She was relatively new to recovery. By that I mean she had a couple of years. But it was a revelation for me to consider how far she had come in such a short time. As I listened to her family and her friends share their story of their time with her, I realized somewhere in the process she became a source of hope. And that's always nice to see. It's worth noting also, by the way, the place was packed. I think that's a testimony to the validity of her recovery and her journey from hopelessness to being a source of hope for others. God is so good. When I say she was hopeless when we met, I mean she had just begun her chemical recovery from opiates and alcohol. In her case, she had already she also had to recover from violent relationships with men, serious beatings, repeated rapes, life on the street. Believe me, this degree of hopelessness seemed insurmountable, even to somebody who's been around recovery for 30 years. To the glory of God, she did the footwork. She asked for help. She had godly women lead her through these principles. She did what was asked of her and she began sharing her story for God's glory with young women who came after her. On a personal note, it's a blessing to be part of that. Too often we in leadership spend our emotional currency hurting from failures. The odds, if we're honest, are not very good. For me, I really need to see the victories. It helps me stay focused on the vine, not just on the fruit. 
See John 15 for an explanation of that. Well, you may ask, I'm surrounded by hopelessness. Where do we turn? Where do I turn? That's a good question. It's a common question. That's an important question. I say you turn to the people who've been there before you. You're not alone. In some sense, you're not even unique. These principles have brought millions back from the gates of insanity and death. It's worked for them. It's working for me. It'll work for you, too. There are groups all over the country that are filled with people just like you, just like me. God works through these people. He reaches out to us through them. They're there to help. For the most part, they have a servant's heart now. And he will replace your heart of stone with a heart of flesh. He did that for me. He's done it for millions of others. Simply, these principles work when nothing else does. So hope, it seems, is the audacity to dream again. We find it in its only true source, our Creator, and we place it in the hands of that Creator once we have it. Strangely, we don't get to keep it if we don't give it away. It grows through the people who, share, who we share it with, and it comes back to us twofold. So we keep giving it away, and we keep receiving it. The Old Testament prophet Isaiah tells us in chapter 40, verse 31, that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I truly, truly believe that. I don't want you to miss the rest of this 12-part series. Please download the God Logic Project podcast from SoundCloud. You'll be alerted each time content is uploaded. Share it with a friend. Email me with any questions or your personal testimony at godlogicproject at gmail.com. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest in the podcast. If we can tell your story to God's glory, I'm interested. I hope you also subscribe to the God Logic Project on YouTube. Ring the alert bell while you're there. Visit GodLogicProject.com for links to our growing list of social media and podcast platforms. If nobody told you they love you today, God loves you and so do I. Receive that. Be blessed. We'll speak soon. Thank you.